0: today on Locked On Red Wings. Detroit's exciting comeback falls short as they lose to Buffalo in the shootout, officially eliminating them from playoff contention. You're Locked On Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for The Daily J, a WWJ News Radio Podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Scotty, it finally happened. The Red Wings have officially been eliminated from playoff contention after being after losing in a shootout to the Buffalo Sabres. Though it would have ha- happened regardless to whether or not they won this hockey game because they could have been eliminated today if Panthers and Islanders both won, and they both won in pretty convincing fashion as well. But, hey, heck of a ride this season's been.
1: Yeah, man, made it. Uh, I mean, again, like I, I've i said this before, I'll say it again. You know, if, if my mindset on all of these is if you were to go back to our, like, preseason expectations episode, and uh, if you were to – to ask me or tell me, I guess, rather than that this team would technically not get eliminated from the postseason until April 6th, with whatever four or five games left. I think I'd be, I I'd, I'd take that as a good sign.
0: Yeah. Uh, losing in the shootout was also their 80th point on the season, which is now six points improved over last season. Now that you're officially eliminated from the playoffs, I still want to see the team game to game, go out and compete as best they can. But now I'm really like, if they lose, I'll be like, okay, well, now it's like purely beneficial for us to lose because there's not literally nothing left to play for besides just trying to win the hockey game for the passion of the sport. And there's something to be said about that. But from a business standpoint and a general management standpoint, it's like, all right, well, now we can just like, like don't get me wrong, I'd still love it if because my goal was I, if they hit 85 points, I'd have been in love. Like that's where I'd have been like, this team's like, oh, like just right on the cusp but i mean 80 points that's a huge step forward so eliminated i don't i think i'll survive if they lose the rest of the season
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i'll survive but like i i don't know i, I wasn't clinging on to anything i've yeah. been very well aware that this team wasn't going to make the playoffs for about a month now so my mindset has not changed literally at all with the pure elimination
0: oh i mean team, but. i uh, i have no I had no I no, no no joking, i'm not saying you did yeah. i'm
1: just saying like I don't know. My, uh, we had a conversation a couple of days ago where I had said that, um, you know, like I'm, I still wanted us to go out there and win every night and whatnot. And that, you know, that doesn't change at all for me. But I also am certainly not going to lose sleep with losses at this point.
0: Yet. I have had a go down swinging mentality for the last like month of the season. Like just drag it out for as long as possible, make your make games hell for the other team. And they've done that. I mean, this was a prime example.
1: This yeah, was a no kidding. This was
0: an all offense. And we talked about it in our preview last night, Scotty. Buffalo's a glass cannon. They are 100% offense, no goaltending, no defense. Biggest lock in
1: FanDuel sports betting history <laughs> is the over-on Buffalo Sabres games, let me and tell you.
0: The Red Wings decided they were going to match that energy in this game, and it ended up being a 7-6 to final with 12 goals scored over the course of 65 minutes of gameplay. Yeah, you almost uh, doubled the over-under. <laughs> <laughs> it was an insane game, and when it comes to the actual conversation regarding the game, Scotty, I don't even know where to begin because there's just so much to talk about. So, like,
1: after the season, I'm not saying this is necessarily an episode because this is a little too, like, niche and specific to, like, truly rank them and and it's, you know, 82 games or whatnot. But if you were to rank every single game the Red Wings played based on just, like, chaos, like a chaos ranking, this might legitimately be the number one on this season. Like this this is up there to me with uh do you remember the was it toronto last Last year year? yeah like that that's and like that game was (laughs) very nuts too and ended up having 12 or 13 goals or whatever but um this is is right up there with one of the more chaotic red wings games of recent memory and it was absolutely awesome um i guess to start like it was a really physical game i mean we can start kind of general and then get more specific i guess like it was a really really physical game there's a lot of chippiness we'll talk about the 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 fight and the scuffle and 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 whatnot that happened with larkin there but uh really i mean cider got targeted like and, and he was throwing the body back too don't get me wrong like he was he was absolutely hitting him back but they, like, clearly were making it a point to to go after the, the big hitter on our team, and he was making it a point to be the big hitter on our team. So that led to a, a lot of, you know, high-intensity, really physical style of hockey. And, uh, yeah, it kind of all came to a peak twice, once with the Larkin thing and then once after the final – I think it was the final buzzer in the third period before overtime with the Ben Chirot one as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a very physical – and high intensity game along with all the goal scoring.
0: Yeah, the physicality was definitely the most insane part in my mind because the Red Wings aren't typically a very physical team. They have we guys who it aren't afraid time, of. talk
1: about when it is a physical game, yeah. they suck because they don't have anyone that can match that style of play, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at the Ottawa games, for example. The Ottawa brought a, a physical and hard for checking style and the Red Wings crumbled. And then the Buffalo Sabres come out and the Red Wings are just lay in, but oh, obliterating a guy along the yeah, blue line of all literally. people, like what is going on? But, but that didn't necessarily, I love physical hockey, but that didn't necessarily lead to good results all the time. And I mean, I think we should probably address the big elephant in the room, which was that Larkin scuffle that happened near the end of the first, that re- literally resulted in two goals against, um, before I speak on it, Scott, I want to hear your opinion on it. Where do you stand on Larkin's action in that moment?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 tough because, like, you you want the like fiery competitor. You want the, the, to have a clip to put in your like welcome to Detroit City Dylan Larkin hype video. Yeah. But like you also have to realize that like you're the captain and, and you need to – of anyone on the team, you need to be kind of the – not necessarily like the cooler heads will prevail mentality but um, can't be taking penalties that cost goals and, and he obviously – I mean that was, that was the definition of that at the end of a period. So it's hard. It, it, it's real difficult. I I really want my leader to make it clear that like he will go to war for anyone on the hockey team, but uh, I also don't want my leader in the box for you know a, a quarter of a period and and having goals scored on
0: us. Yeah, I I'm right there with you in terms of my opinion, I think I might lean a little bit more towards, you probably shouldn't have done it in that moment side of things, mm-hmm. but I understand it. You know, it's hard when you're sitting on the couch to, when you see your teammate go down like that, to not want to jump immediately. It's easy for me on the couch to be like, why did he do that? I get it. And Dylan Larkin early in his career, there was really no one on the team who would stand up for him. I mean, how many times did he get targeted and just nobody came to his aid? And it feels almost as if Larkin is making a point to have that not be the same case for his young teammates. And I love that. I love the fact that Dylan Larkin's not afraid to get into the mix of it. I love how he's a little bit of a pest. That's all great, but there's a time and a place, you know, and that was neither the time nor the place to abandon your position. And again, it, and it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because it's a meaningless game. I know that the Red Wings, while not eliminated at the time, weren't, weren't going to make meaningless the playoffs. for us.
1: Not being yeah. for the
0: opponent. Yeah, it just feels like that was Prashant Iyer I think said it best on Twitter, where he said like that's one of those situations where you just get on the next shift. You know, Dylan Larkin abandoned his position defensively. Yeah, completely. on what was was it a two on two, and he just left and made it became a two on one. Just and literally, like just dipped. And one after one individual. Yeah. As he skated away, they scored to tie it up, and then as a result of the scu- the scuffle that he, let's be honest, initiated, Jake Wallman got a double minor, and they scored with three seconds left on in the initial minor. Right. And so they had another two-minute power play, which they didn't thankfully score on, but they scored right after that one ended. So at least two goals were the result of Dylan Larkin making that decision. and Very
1: much two
0: I, goals, yeah. I, I do feel... I do feel like it was a little bit wrong place, wrong time. But at the same time, I get the, I also understand the standing up for your, your teammates, your young teammates, especially. And in a game like this, it's not like this was a playoff game, right? It's not like losing this hockey game is going to cost them the season. They, they lost the season a month ago uh, against Ottawa. So it's, I'm not too broken up about it, but it's just, it just felt like it was, it didn't sit right with me, I guess is the best way of putting it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, again, like totally fair. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the one to tell you that that's the wrong mindset. I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a real fine line, and one that I'm not even sure which side I'm, I'm really on. I like obviously, well,
0: it's not black and white,
1: right? Right, like the, the play in the moment, like a, as you said, like very much gave up a goal, like, like objectively, like pulled, was completely like not a part of the play, and, and resulted. <laughs> yeah and resulted in a goal so like that's the the first one and then um so like that alone is is something that i don't know like if it was anyone else on the team you're probably like oh like that's something that larkin and newsy talked to him about you know what i mean and yeah. obviously that's a little different when it's your captain so um yeah it's uh it, it's a real fine line again i i love to end the season exactly. like yeah even in a meaningless game, you know, at the end of the year, we're going into the off season. And I know that at the start of next season, like my captain has my back kind of thing. Like I, I appreciate that, but um, definitely directly led to one goal and indirectly led to, to probably two goals being scored.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not black and white. It's, I can see it both ways. I understand it and I respect it standing up for your teammate. It just didn't feel like the right place or the right time in that instance. But again, sitting on the couch, it's easy to see that, you know, when you're on the ice and you see your teammate go down like that, you want to jump in and be like, stand up for him. I get it. I do. Um, Just like you'll get great job candidates. If you had to indeed.
1: It's a pro transition right there, baby.
0: When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business? If you're building your talented roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do all of that with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Head to Indeed right now, and you'll find out how they're growing your business, and you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash lockdown to start hiring right now. Again, that is Indeed.com slash lockdown. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right, Scotty, now is when we get into the other half of the chaos. We talked about the chaos in terms of the physicality, but now the chaos in terms of the goal scoring. Um, again, I ask you, where would you like to begin? <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: let's just start with Dylan Largette again. What a pass to chase on that i mean genuinely one of the crispiest passes you will see and chase on i mean you all you already know that's a dog right there that's (laughs) that's that's objectively like that's a dog and uh yeah man lark unbelievable setup uh great play all around honestly to get the puck in to larkin as well um but yeah definitely a a a, an unbelievable pass i guess i don't know if you want to do like I don't know if we need to do like goal by goal. It was just it was it was pandemonium. I I don't yeah. really know where to start.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the it's just really funny to me that Chase on keeps scoring on power plays, and the same way, just sitting back door. And he made yeah. a great play. He lifted Dolly and stick. He knew that that pass from Larkin was going to come, so he lifted Dolan's stick so he could just tap it home.
1: Yeah, no but looker.
0: It, it cracks me up that he just continues to score on the power play from the same spot. He, the man hates five on five. He just hates five-on-five hockey. He goes, no, 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 no. He's got six goals on the season, and every single one of them has come with the man advantage. Five on a power play, one with the net goalie pulled. Like He's,
1: he's not trying team. to do too much, baby.
0: That's a dog. He knows his job. And speaking of Dylan Arkin, he also scored in this one. He is the first of, what, four players who had multi-point games and a loss? Like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, he, he had a goal and an assist in this one, so he tied his career high in goals. Uh, and he got an assist as well. Obviously, like you just mentioned, for seventy-eight points on the season, as he continues to push that career high higher. Let's hope he gets to eighty here. He's above a point per game again. But that goal was like he—the pass came from Cider to Raymond to Larkin, but Larkin didn't even shoot. He just redirected the puck. Yeah, and he caught Levy Levi Levi while he was sliding Levi. and just squeaked right between his pads. And that's that was one of the first instances where I was like, man, the goaltending in this game is going to be. It's gonna be one of those ones. It's gonna be a barn burner because Huso. I mean, I know we love Huso, but he wasn't any better in this game. He lost probably no. at least Juso, two in.
1: I thought Huso was great in overtime, and that yes. was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: <laughs> and I'm like respect
1: for stepping up, you know, in OT. But like that, that was pretty much the extent of it. I thought. Um, I, I mean, do you want it? what else to say about the defense? It wasn't good. That you allowed a ton of high danger, and Huso was not good either. So. The um, both
0: teams were only good skating forward in this game. Yeah, That's, that is. That's a good like, way to put it. Even yeah. the defense, like I, when I say the defense was bad, I just mean the team defensively was bad. The defense yeah, was yeah. good offensively. I mean, correct. Wallman had a assist in this one. He almost had the game winner with like five seconds left as it went off the defenseman skate. Cider had two points as he uh, got the secondaries.
1: Looked stellar offensively.
0: He did. Steller. He really did. Cider uh, had the assist on the Larkin goal, the power play goal. And then he had the primary assisted by Raymond as the secondary on the David Perron goal with a minute left. And what's crazy. So obviously David Perron stays hot as well. Now that's like, his, I think his 23rd goal in the season. And Later. he is on, gets his 10th point in the last six games. And it came with a minute left to tie the game up, but also just the fact that Raymond and Larkin, Raymond and Sider rather had, both multi-point games. In fact, Raymond had three points in this game, three assists, just everything. It was chaos. Pandemonium. I, I can't even.
1: <laughs> it was chaos. It was, it was definitely, uh, it was, it was absolute pandemonium. I, the Piran goal was obviously awesome. Um, and I don't know, the reaction from the boys really, really fired me up. Everybody, just, I don't know. You would have thought it was a playoff game if you were watching, you know, from the outside <laughs> right. there when he scored it because. You got dudes jumping on top of each other, like people freaking out, the crowd going crazy. Obviously, big day in downtown Detroit, so a lot of people going to both games and whatnot. Just vibe vibes were high.
0: Did something vibes else happen? Huh? Did something else happen in downtown Detroit?
1: You're like okay. <laughs> They I, they they lost. Okay, they're not a good baseball team. It's oh, still opening that's day. Right. It's still it was like so forgettable
0: fun. of a game that I forgot that it happened. I'm sorry
1: that you refused to have fun. Also, it was close for 6 innings. Grow up. Um I'm just But with you. <laughs> Jake Rogers <laughs> is the GOAT. It 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 was I mean it was really cool and um The I'm trying to think of even like what else to really pinpoint. I feel like we're like all over the place, but that's how this game was, too. Yeah, right. We're just
0: reflecting how the game
1: panned out, right? It's hard to just (laughs) like to, to really like hone in and like cider part of the physicality as well. I mean, we kind of talked about that earlier, really, uh, like throwing the body around there. Um,
0: there's one more big thing, um. Jonathan Berggren had a multi-point game. He was on fire, as was the entire fourth line. How about that sequence at the end of regulation?
1: (laughs) Berggren, like, he slips. He can't get up. He can't pass the sider who has a breakaway. Then he gets his own breakaway and just barely misses the game-winning goal with, like, three Mm seconds. Like, just the... It was absolute insanity.
0: Well, so that happened in overtime, and he had an opportunity near the end of regulation, too, where he was out front with the puck in front of Levi, and he was, like, doing a stutter step, and Levi just stuck with him. And right. so Bergeron was... Ah, he's been so good this last, last handful of games that it's been yeah. incredible. He had a goal and an assist in this one, obviously, as well. He had his own goal, assisted by Matt Luff on that terrible turnover by the Buffalo Sabres. But also, he assisted on the Zarnick goal. Oh, what a rocket by Zarnick! Zarnik had... Zarnik had a really good game. He actually had the best game on the team, according to expected goals, four percentage. Well, the fourth Um, line was buzzing. Yes. The, the entire fourth line is the top three players via expected goals, four percentage, even strength. But with the caveat that they all played less than 10 minutes at even strength. Yeah, for sure. So you got to keep that in mind. But I mean, when they were out there, the fourth line was doing work. They all had 70% or better core C and 70% or 80% or better expected goals, four percentage. They were, The most efficient line out there, given the amount of ice time in the competition they played against, they were the most efficient. That's, I think, the best way of saying that. They looked really good. I I was really happy. I thought Zarnik played really, really well as well, well, uh, along with Jonathan Bergen. So, hey, kudos to them. We still lost, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, yeah. Again, entertaining, to say the least, this game Uh, was.
0: So, I mean, hell. Raymond, Larkin, Bergen, Sider all had multi-point nights. Like, that's insane and when they were down it's just crazy because they went down four to two and i thought to myself this game has been so nutty that they could come back and then they did Then they went down six to four i'm like they're gonna come back like we had just seen this they're gonna do it again because i've been watching the game the entire time and like i'm like levi's not playing well like he's he's all over the place so i'm just like they're they're gonna tie this up aren't they and then they did it was it was a really fun game um and I think that's just the best way of putting it. <laughs> it was a fun hockey game. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this hockey game or should we go to break and then transition into the Penguins preview? Um, down with the shootout. Down the shootout. Oh, and fix
1: three on three overtime, yes. dude. What a joke. Yes. Golly. I mean, I'm I'm glad the crowd was like booing and whatnot so that – That can be like more vocalized. What a joke! Three on three OT has become. It's literally just a possession battle, and uh, you either got to have like a like an over and back rule on the blue line, or or just like bring it back to four v four. I don't know what.
0: If it's feel like
1: it feels like it's not that hard of a fix, but golly, it needs something. It it, it doesn't. Definitely ridiculous.
0: Definitely do not go back to four on four. Uh, I'm against that. And Ken Daniels even said it, and I've said it before on this uh, podcast. You need to do the over and back rule. Like, once you yeah. cross the blue yep. line yeah. with the puck, you cannot willingly take the puck back out of the offensive zone because that it's getting ridiculous where, oh, I don't like what I look like. So, I, well, how it looks. So, I'm just going to go back to center yeah, ice and we're going to cycle. It's a possession play. game. That's all it's it is. It's boring. Yeah. It's boring as hell. They need to implement that rule like ASAP. Um, so, we'll go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll preview the. I guess, a series finale against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the final game against them of the season. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and unless you're a Pistons fan, in which it might be a couple years away. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Red Wings got eliminated, man. I'm down bad. Clearly. I'm not even that down bad. I'm just taking shots. If Pistons (laughs) get one by Yana, they could be good. Um, because new customers get a new, no, new sweat, no sweat. First bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. Scotty, let's take a moment. I don't know the results of my bet yet. So we're going to do this real time to see how bad I was today. I think I only did two games. Um, and I don't even remember what they were. I did it like eight this morning when i was still half awake so we're going over this it's real the best time. time
1: to make bets you definitely yeah
0: for okay sure so uh, i bet wild to win at penguins and i lost that one shocker and the other one is golden knights kings i bet king's money line uh, dogs on the road and that one's still open because it's a west coast game we're recording this about 10 30 so we'll find that one out when we wake up in the morning but if you're unlike me and you're a good gambler, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss this chance to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel.com to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Segment 3, Lockdown Red Wings Podcast. It's fun, I will say that, and I also don't put a lot of money down. That way, when I lose, it's just like whatever, it's fine. But I've been losing a lot recently, (laughs) like too much. (laughs) We know, dude. So it's funny because I started off uh, when I first started betting this season. I started off six and zero. I think I got started. I think I started feeling myself a little bit, and yeah, we we all believe that, dude. Yep.
1: What's wrong with you today?
0: (laughs) I haven't done anything but just take your crap. We're going to preview this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins now.
1: Play some spoilers, baby.
0: Play some spoilers. Uh, How are the Red Wings doing on on the season against these pesky Penguins from Pittsburgh? That's called alliteration right there. A lot of alliteration there. Also,
1: Uh, can I just say, I respect the heck – out, out of, of the city of Pittsburgh and their ability to have all of their professional sports teams have the exact same color scheme. You know how smart that is.
0: Oh, it's cool. I hate Pittsburgh, though. I don't hate Pittsburgh. Yeah, I hate the no, teams. I mean,
1: yeah, I. Oh, well, I, I don't mind the Pirates.
0: Really. The, I, you, that's true. You can't really not. You can't really dislike the Pirates because they're never relevant. So.
1: Yeah. Well, also just like yeah, National League like the tie like they never like play a heartbreaking like series against the Tigers really. So great ballpark too. It's just yeah, like I, I don't like the Steelers and I, I, you know, obviously we all can't stand the Penguins. It's just like it's it, I, I really do think that that's genius. Like all of the pro, pro teams there are all black and yellow, and and I just think that that's so smart. And I don't know how old they're the only team in the country that that has that.
0: I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I just feel like uh, it's
1: like, I don't know. It's like for culture and identity purposes, it's like a cool thing. Anyway, graphic design spoilers, is though. Let's beat them because I don't like them. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Pittsburgh is fighting for their playoff lives right now. They won against Minnesota on Thursday night, and that's going to get them to 88 points. I think this is updated. Let's see. Because I'm on ESPN. Who knows when they actually update these things? So yeah, they're at. 88 points there on the outside, looking in over the Panthers and the Islanders who have 89 and 89 respectively. So you can have Pittsburgh come to you on Saturday night and you can play major spoilers and you've won both games against the Pittsburgh Penguins so far this season. So you have a 2-0 series lead in that season series and this is going to be the finale and it's going to be the second to last game at LCA uh, this year. So this is your opportunity to, this gives you something to fight for. And I talked about it yesterday, and it is really exciting. This opportunity that the Red Wings have to kind of shut the window, so to speak, on the Pittsburgh Penguins after they robbed you of your last Stanley Cup back in 2009. I know it's like completely different rosters for at least the Red Wings, not so much for the Penguins as they still have their core, and they're the oldest team in the league. Freaking like 35 is their average age. It's insane. Um, But you have an opportunity to really put a damper on their hopes and, you know, ineffective math always posts those graphics where it's like how your playoff odds fluctuate given a win or a loss. And today against the Minnesota Wild, if they had lost, they would have lost like 50% of their odds of making the playoffs. Like that's how impactful every game is for the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. So if you can beat them and beat them in regulation on Saturday, especially because that gets you to 82 points and that's that 500 point percentage I want so badly. I mean, that's just that's icing on a cake for a team that's not even in the playoff contention.
1: Yeah. And and you best believe that that's the motivation in everybody in that locker room uh, in in Detroit's uh, mindset as well, because um, that is, that's something that like every single athlete in any sport talks about playing spoilers all the time and like how much pride like those teams take in it and and, uh, how impactful it is to like teams that are eliminated at the end of the season and whatnot. And Um, you know, again, like we talk about it all the time, man. And like it, it, uh, I don't want to just use like the, the quick hitting words all the time and stuff, but I really do think that that stuff carries over and, and, and builds a little culture, like no matter what, like the goal is to win. And, and, uh, if we can prevent someone else from, you know, kind of like the, if, if we're not going, you're not going either type of,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know what's also funny is I didn't realize this. So you know these, these Florida Panthers put a, a whooping on the Ottawa Senators, right? Seven to two was the final that eliminated the Senators from playoff contention as well. Which is just like these two teams just We're so to lockstep, be up with so everything. lockstep, <laughs> everything. Um, but the crazy thing about that Senators game is, so the Panthers won seven to two, right? I want you to right. guess the shot total in this game. Uh,
1: forty to twenty-eight. Who had what? The Panthers had forty. Did the they Ottawa's, get outshot and win seven to two?
0: The Ottawa Senators lost seven to two, but outshot the Florida Panthers fifty-eight to thirty. <laughs> that is the most Ottawa Senators loss I've ever seen. That's dominate the five on five play and still lose.
1: I'm listening to lockdown sends tomorrow. Let me <laughs> tell you, cause <laughs> that's unreal. Tonight,
0: 50. They, they get eliminated from playoff contention, outshooting their opponent 58 to 30, but losing by five goals. Right? Yeah. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. But anyways, back to this Pittsburgh Penguins game. As far as the team goes, man, there's not really much to talk about. We just played this team last week. You beat them. You beat them good, which yeah. was really fun whenever you beat Pittsburgh like that. You have an opportunity to do it again and just really put a nail in the coffin. That is their season. I, I don't know what else there is really to say in this situation. Uh, yeah,
1: I agree. That, that should be the mindset, and it's doable. As mm-hmm. Like you said, we've already done it.
0: Uh, Larkin has 78 points has the opportunity to get to 80 points. Uh, he has the opportunity to actually finish over a point per game by the end of the season, which I think is what we've been saying for years is his ceiling. And so that's really exciting. Uh, Lucas Raymond also got his 100th career point tonight in his Mm -hmm. three-point night, which is something we should also, you know, give kudos to. But outside of that, I think that about does it, right, Scotty? I think that's it. Okay. Uh, Any final thoughts, man? We ball. All right. We'll be back with a new episode on Monday to recap this uh, game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, maybe. We'll see. Because that is also, we'd have to be recording on Easter if that were the case. So, Maybe Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. We'll see
1: Monday.
0: Maybe we don't play a
1: back to back. I feel like
0: no, they play Saturday. So we might, you'll get your recap either Monday or Tuesday. We'll see how we, the the whole Easter. We'll we'll see how our Sundays look and happy Easter to those who celebrate happy Passover um, to our other friends. And Hey, same time, same place. It's it's your team. (laughs) Every day,
1: every day. Thank you.